welcome to the Freedom From Waste podcast. Today we're joined with Ashley Fox, who's our office manager and who has been the main point of contact for our Christmas donation at the Hub. Thank you for joining us today, Ashley. Uh, we're here today to talk about the Christmas boxes that the Hub um, received donations, packaged, and gave out to families. Fantastic. Um, you basically ran that program this year and kind of headed it, headed it up. Uh, can you give us some of the details of how many people signed up? How did that process work? Sure. Um, we had kind of decided that we needed to do some sort of drive just because we get a lot of donations in in general anyway. But we wanted to center it more around Christmas and helping those families that are normal patrons of the hub um, and offering a leg up at Christmas time, basically. We had, uh, I believe at the end, it was 53 families that in total had signed up, some of them from one child all the way up to seven or eight kids. So there was probably over 200 people in total that were helped by the hub drive this year. Um, You know, and it was just uh, donations of used toys, clothing, coats, hats, things of that nature, and and some food items as well. So people, you know, how the hub got started... Um, which we've talked about that in this podcast is basically got tired of seeing things in the waste and we wanted them to, you know, be more useful. And along with this, how did we organize the donations directly for like the toy drive and the Christmas versus the normal donations that came in for the hub? At the time that we had started um, the hub drive and knowing that we were going to need to, um, keep these things and sort them out and go through them specifically for these families that had signed up, we started taking all of the toy donations that we got in and set them off to the side. There were already some toys that were present in the hub that were available for the families that were coming in, but specifically for the ones that had signed up for the hub, we put everything back so we could sort through it at a later time and go through um, each individual family had let us know how many children were in the family what their ages were and genders. That way we could kind of make a determination on, is this toy appropriate for this child? And then we went from there. Okay. And the donations that we received, these were donations that other families had. Um, These weren't new toys. Most of these were toys that, you know, they were cleaning out from their kids years past or, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, absolutely. There was, there's no reason to throw any of those things away. Another kid can get just as much joy out of that toy that, that someone else can, even though they're too big to play with it at that point. Yeah. Just because it's not wrapped in the packaging, it still right. works just fine. Which is even better because then the kid doesn't have to wait to open the packaging. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, how many, you know, toys did we usually give to each kid? So if a family would sign up, what did like a box actually look like that we gave them? Say, for instance, we had a family of three. It would have been a mother and a father and one child. We would have gone and looked at the age and the gender of that child, gone through all of the donations that we had, we had placed out on tables so we could see everything that was there and pick, oh, we have a six-year-old boy. Let's find some things that are appropriate for this boy. And then at that time, we would take three or four things and put it in the box, set it off to the side and move on to the next family. But then at the point where the hub drive actually came around, we had so many extra toys because this giant response from this hub drive flyer that we sent out, we, um, we had so many extra that we went back through and, and stuffed a few extra things in the boxes and let the families choose a few extra things when they came in. Just, yeah. 
we had tons of stuff. <laughs> That's and it, it was amazing. I know, um, you know, a lot of the donations I didn't see myself, and they all got taken to a special place, uh, you know, in the shop, kind of out of everybody's vision. Mm-hmm. And then the one day we brought everything back down, and, and we closed the hub for that week, and we we brought all the toys in, we set up all the tables, and we just put everything on there, try to separate it out. And there was so much that we would load up the table and then put all that stuff in boxes, you know, to two families. And then we'd reload the tables again and, and reload them. So it was nice to see how much stuff was actually donated mm-hmm. and how much we had available. And it didn't cost anyone anything. These were things that everybody already had laying around their homes that they probably would have never used again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, working at the trash company, they would have paid us to take it away. Right. And instead we got to help <laughs> yep. 200 individuals Absolutely. or so, um, you know, for Christmas. So, um, can you talk about some of the items that were donated? Like what kinds of, of items did we have? We had a lot of stuffed animals, of course. I mean, every parent has just an entire pile of stuffed animals laying around their house. You know, their kids may have looked at once or twice and said, oh, this is cool. And then threw it in the closet, you know? Um, so we had tons of stuffed animals, uh, lots of books, which I was really happy with cause I'm a book lover. So yeah, I think we tried to get a book in every yeah. box, at least, at least <laughs> one book. Um, and there were a lot of, um, thankfully, there were a lot of parents that had kept uh, toy sets together as well. So micro machines or Hot Wheels cars, you know, things like that would have an entire set of toys, all of the racetracks and things like that, and they would keep them together. So we had donations of, of literally every toy you could imagine, but some of them were more larger items that were just these really cool yeah, I remember I seen some of the tracks they were mm-hmm. in. The parents brought them in their own boxes. You know, hey, everything's here. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all it's all right here. And yeah. The, the, some the, um, board games. And, and some people did bring in new items as well. Um, fingernail polish and bracelets and hair ties and things for the little girls. And um, there weren't a lot of new toys, but the overwhelming amount of used toys was it was just great. Um, we talked a little bit about leftover items mm-hmm. where or are we out of because we closed the hub last week mm-hmm. uh, to normal patrons just so that we would have that opportunity to sort through everything load the boxes and then people came by friday starting at eight o'clock when we opened and they got to take their box plus go through what else was available um you know if they wanted that and then take that stuff out most of the, most of all the boxes are gone i think there's 10 or 12 people. i think there are 10 yeah 10 left 10 left mm-hmm. um now, we did have a lot of extra, and today's only Monday, mm-hmm. you know, after the Friday. How much of that stuff has already gone out the door? Because I know when I went to the Hub earlier, I was seeing at least 20 people in there just yeah. at one time. It was <laughs> crazy. It's probably the craziest day I've seen in a while. Yeah, I think that um, the, the normal patrons that come into the Hub were not used to it being closed down for so long. So they're like, oh my gosh, there's just all this new stuff in here. Let's take a look at this. But I would say at least half of the stuff that we had leftover is already gone that's amazing mm-hmm. and there yeah. are still tons of coats and and things like that that weren't taken the other day uh, they're, they're still sitting there <laughs> but they probably won't be by the end of the week that's amazing and and i know you know this time of year there's a lot of people um all around you know the whole country does donations and and things this is a very giving time and, and to help others but I can't help but notice our local community, it seems that there's const- there's there's now more so than I've ever noticed before, and people are even using the same term as a free store. You know, I, uh, Fredericktown, a bunch of different churches are having them, you know, where they get together, they bring donations in, and then just for a weekend, they have a free store. Um, how do you feel kind of about knowing that we're making 
uh, that change in this community. I think it's wonderful. It, it's nice. It, well, it kind of is nice. So whenever you look at it from the trash company aspect, you're like, well, there's not as much trash going, you know, not getting paid for that part of it. But that's a good thing because we don't want all of these good things going in landfills. You know, if somebody else needs it, why not give it to them? Uh, you know, you have already paid your money for it. You've already gotten your use out of it. And at the point that you're just willing to throw it in the trash can, someone else out there needs it and they can use it. I think every town should have one. If there are people willing to do the work to get it set up and off and running, it pretty much just runs itself after that. How much, how much work did the, uh, Christmas boxes take? Uh, it took a lot. <laughs> um, we had donations coming in for a month or so before we actually started the sorting and things like that. And then we had a few volunteers help with it. There's a lot of extra hours after work trying to get all of these things um, separated out and make sure that every family had something. Everyone that signed up had something. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, a but few, it was worth it. Yeah, it was. And I know there was a few days that we stayed late. A few extra mm-hmm. people came in. Um, and some of the days you really didn't even, you weren't even in the office. Uh, you and Betty spent what, two days Mm -hmm. out, um, working with the boxes and and things. Um, and we spent, uh, that one morning going to the store and picking up, you know, as much fruit and things like that as Mm -hmm. we can from the monetary donations that we had. Let's talk about basically like next year. How do you think that we could improve this program or, you know, these, this, uh, concept? I would, I, I would like to see a lot more food donations. Um, the, the monetary donation that we received this year was very generous, and, and we used that to the best of our abilities to buy fruit and healthy foods and things like that for the families that were coming in. But at the same time, we had a lot of kids that we probably that could have benefited from that money more so than just using it towards food. So I would definitely like to see more food coming in next year maybe doing a community partnership with some of the um, grocery stores or the restaurants even in the area, some of their food items that they're not using in grocery stores. You know, they've got the ugly produce and things like that that a lot of times they just throw out. It would be nice if, if we could get in with them and, and just have that stuff donated. Because, again, that's another thing. Nobody's going to eat it. It's just going to go in the trash. You might as well give it out to someone who will. In the edible food, uh, that was something that we tried to do earlier this year. Um, we ran into a few hiccups with that, so it didn't take off like we thought it would. Um, the biggest thing we were missing at that time was a community partner that actually had a kitchen mm-hmm. for us to be able to use. Um, and that had people that wanted to, to help and be a part of it. Um, and actually that has been solved, uh, through the first podcast that we did, I put out and asked for a kitchen, um, and ended up, uh, knowing a guy that knows somebody and it, it all kind of worked out. So we're looking at doing edible food, um, and actually serving it. So what we're looking at doing is actually going around like in the morning or afternoon to restaurants and picking up leftover food from like the night before that they didn't serve and don't, are not going to serve to people, but still edible, uh, and actually collecting that and then taking it to a place and serving it, uh, as a free dinner for members of the community. And so if we can start that in January, February of 18, by the time Christmas rolls around, we should be able to have a, uh, some great community members that can help us provide a nice, nice Christmas uh, dinner for a lot of people. That'd be great. Yeah. And then maybe next year for the hub drive, we can actually do a dinner for the people that sign up for it. It would be very cool. <laughs> it would be really cool. Um, next year, we also, I think, need to be a little bit more organized in the way that we take in the names for the hub drive. Mm-hmm. Like this year, um, it was done so quickly that we didn't take down phone numbers. So there are still 10 boxes 
out there. Um, and some of these families I'm sure we can get a hold of, but there are two or three that are just setting that might have just forgotten to come in on Friday and then, you know, they're, I forgot they're, they didn't sign up for it. Right. <laughs> and we're not, you know, not going to get those things out to those people that need them, but. And we can always put that stuff back out and they'll be gone in, in a day yeah, or two absolutely. anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it's all trial and error. I mean, it's really the first year. I know that last year you guys took some items up to um, Tent City. Yes, mm-hmm. up in St. Louis. And that's where it got started was right. like around this time last year. So this is the first Christmas we've had the hub. And, you know, uh, so this is basically the one year anniversary of when we started mm-hmm. um you know, collecting and giving things back to local members. Uh, we did, I think, October, November, we did um, in 16, and then we took those things up to homeless communities in St. Louis uh, and some people around here, but most of that was going to homeless communities. Um, and then it kind of led into December and January where we started allowing people to come here and just go through what we were already collecting. Right. Uh, so, yeah, this was really our first um, full year with the Hub and our first time that we actually tried to do donations for local individuals here. And, you know, I think we did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can only build from what we've been able to do. Exactly. You know, it's trial and error. Like I said, you, you can build on, on what you've started and it just gets better every year. And, and with us getting the message out now, I, I would imagine that next year it will be a, a lot larger response as well. Yeah. So that's okay. usually how things go. You know, the first year started, second year gets a little bit bigger and, and go from there. So I'm very excited for the future of the hub and, and what we can do. Me too. Um, but I just wanted to capture, um, you know, this conversation as it's still fresh. And as we just finished the hub drive on or uh, finished giving out the boxes on on Friday and well, we still have 10 left, you know, to give out to those families. And if they don't show up, then we'll redistribute those toys back out. Right. 10 out of the 53, though, that's not too bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Not, at not all. bad at all. That's not bad. Nope. All right. Excellent. Do you have anything else uh, that you'd like to say here regarding the hub? The hub is still taking donations, um, not necessarily for the toy drive. Now that uh, now that it's over, but we we take in items all the time as long as they're usable goods, something that another family might get some use out of, if, even if it's you know a kitchen table and chairs or a movie that you've watched a thousand times that you might not want to watch ever again. Um, just bring it on down. As long as it, it's good, then we can take it and give it out to somebody else who might need it. I tell you what, give us a list if you can of some of the most desired items that you sure. see or hear of or yeah. requested. Cause I know sometimes people make requests. So what are we after? Absolutely. Um, furniture, furniture is the big one. We have a lot of people, um, moving out on their own and, um, or, you know, bad relationships, things like that, where they're, they're moving out and starting out with nothing basically. So dressers, um, kitchen tables and chairs, microwave, small appliances, any linens, things like that we can always use. We have a high demand for bed frames and mattresses, things like that. Um, and a lot of baby and kids items. Those seems to be the things that people ask about the most furniture, baby and kids stuff, you know? There's a lot of people just starting out um, with with kids that have never had children before and, and don't have the means to go to Babies R Us and buy 10,000 things for their brand new baby, you know, but they, they do need some help. So if you've got that stuff out there, bring it on down. Okay. Well, I think that's a great note to end the podcast on. So if you guys got anything, please bring it down and, and, and help us help everyone else. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley.